All right, boom. So I think we should just start off by saying we're not here to revert anyone, to judge anyone, or for people to judge us. Like, we're not 100% correct at the end of the day, innit? Or it comes down to nobody knows. Exactly. Well, you can't be 100% certain. It takes a leap of faith to do it. Exactly. So don't quote us or say, oh, this guy said this. Oh, yeah, but I heard this on a podcast or anything. Disclaimer in the beginning. (laughs) If we say something that's wrong, apologies. Let us know as well. That wasn't the intention. Yeah, exactly. But uh, But I just want to start off with the hurtful truth and that the fact that the truth is that we're probably just not educated enough in this topic. Because if we were... Then there's, then there's some stuff that we would understand more. Because, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it's actually like, in this religion, you should learn, implement in your life, so you understand, and then be able to share, kind of thing. Which makes sense. Yeah, no, that's true. I mean, well, yeah, definitely. So, yeah, just being able to do that kind of thing is good. But I also want to touch up on... Um, that religion is more like a individual thing that no one else around you can judge judge and know yeah. if that makes sense you can't know what's inside the heart exactly so if we can't just judge it from yeah, appearance exactly. everybody has the internal struggles yeah so yeah that is the beauty of the religion you're not allowed to judge anybody else only God can judge yeah no, that's good that's good so unfortunately in today's society and world it's just it's hard man it's hard to actually be a muslim and implement the stuff that we should do it's just confusion in it you don't know what's stopping you because you know what to do mm-hmm. but it's hard to be a muslim because the problems we face at the end of the day if you look at politics mm-hmm. let's say you're newborn and you're looking at politics now it's kind of like oh this nah. religion isn't good so yeah for the, what the, they're showing us it there does appear to be a narrative portrayed at the moment that kind of highlights this religion in a negative way, but yeah, that does make it even more well, harder to practice, harder to just look into. You kind of it makes you feel demotivated in the whole exactly religious thought. It's not it's not just going against yourself anymore. It's going against the whole world. You feel like you're just against everyone now, and it's a beautiful religion if people understand. That's yeah. why I started if, with we're not educated. If That's we understand truth. ourselves, like yeah, the, the, you can go your whole life. You can dedicate it to this religion you're going to get droplets. Oh, yeah, exactly, exactly. It's not the, It's not even a touch of it's, yeah, what's it's known or what's out there. In the ocean. Yeah, that's true. Getting a few droplets. Exactly. That's why we need to stay educated. That's why we need to keep learning for this reason, to know more, to understand. So it's funny because whenever I learn something new about the religion or get some sort of knowledge in that area, it helps to better my character in some sort of way. If I think about it, if I understand what the moral is to be derived from a certain situation, you then apply that moral in your life. Exactly. And it just improves your character, like one element of it. And the more, the, yeah. the more it's you all reiterate about improvement, it. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It so just reminds you to be better. Getting that morality from somewhere, you could say. Because if you didn't have anywhere to get it from, it would be more like, what do you follow? How can I... So, so there are international well there's morals that people have all over the world that are the same of course, yeah. so there's something about an honest person um, a self-righteous person 
um, somebody that does something uh, without any recompense, anything, uh, wanting anything back. Those kind of morals are seen as good. It's strange because there's no, like how, how is it that somewhere in Asia, being honest is a good thing and somewhere in South America being honest is a good thing there's a sort of inherent nature of a human being that we gravitate towards people with good character mm. it's a beautiful thing to have good character yeah it is. and but yeah where do those morals come from is it just an, a natural inclination to good because if it's the law of the jungle that you're talking about then now nah, you'd rather yeah, just be greedy opposite, you'd rather yeah. think about yourself yeah, when that's you, the yeah. Of the jungle. It's more selfish kind of thing, isn't it? Because you're looking after yourself, you got no time to look after others. You're literally out here to survive. But why yeah. does it feel so good to be a good person? When you do something nice and you see the emotions of the other person that you've affected, why does it make you happy? I guess it's something to do with just that we're human at the end of the day. We're not. It wasn't made for the jungle. Yeah. What is it to mean human? Yeah, yeah, that's, a mad, <laughs> that's, that's another question. mad topic. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> But going back to the Islam mm-hmm. <laughs> and the Muslim is just I, just, I don't know, I just like, I want people to understand that it's not easy, I guess. And everyone has their own test at the end of the day. I really like that though, just how we're all in the same kind of test, but it's all different, Yeah, if so that makes sense. There's like a billion and a half Muslims, but each has their own perspective. Each is at a different level in the religion, in the Iman, in all sorts so they have a very unique take on life so does it touch on unfairness how do you mean like mm, example someone being raised in a muslim country mm-hmm. is they get the adhan out loud mm-hmm. to compare to us in london we don't so okay here's here's my here's my view on the topic uh, on this thing is one of my reasons for believing in god how this world is full of injustices in that field also like um, of religion you have someone who's disadvantaged in like a religion being not as great or looked up to in society that in society that you live versus someone else in another country where it's just normal yeah you can it's a lot easier to practice your religion and be a part of it but that's where the 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 perfectness of the judgment comes into play like God knows his knowledge is what well, he knows that everybody has their own unique advantage and disadvantage. You could have a person who is just naturally from a young age and it's just built into the character yeah. that they're honest or um, s- selfless, right? Yeah. You could just have a, a really generous person, people that like doing things and you could have someone where it's difficult for them to do something nice. It's yeah. just more of a task. They're like, oh no, they're more selfish. Yeah, I've seen that but people. they're judged with that in mind. That's the beauty of it. You, a person who reads five, uh, prays five times a day in a country where everyone prays five times a day may not be getting the same reward as a person who's struggling to find the courage to pray even once. Because maybe his family is not um, practicing, as, or as religious or, as yeah, or he's at work or whatever the, the case. Yeah, that's so you sick. can't it, it, you can't have the same reward for both people because it's so hard, for, so different. But 
it goes back to just that's the beauty of the judgment yeah. that's why that's the beauty of the religion for me that's like one of the things I take from it mm. just goes back to that that's why we all get judged differently and why we can't judge others exactly you have no idea what's going through someone's life yeah wow that's very what's beautiful yeah like you said damn scary man but why is it so hard to practice when we know what to do hmm so distractions yeah well distractions are definitely a part of it people around us you c- you could know something but not implement, implement. it because yeah you can know a lot about yeah, um, say houses cars a certain for that trading you just don't implement it yeah you don't give it that importance because yeah, yeah distraction like we live in a the 21st century is the century of distractions that's why it's hard because of surroundings as well yeah for example person up north mm-hmm. people around Hit home. him <laughs> it's just it's harder for him to be in a Muslim community for example for example you're the only Muslim in your group that's, mm. it's hard it's well, going to be hard to yeah. do things that you and want to do that is that's very and true. peer pressure is going to come involved as well and I can't again I can't say f- I can't speak for anybody else for me there's a desire to to know more about it as many videos as like thousands of videos I've probably seen on the religion I, again I, I've got yeah like you said I'm not educated on it still I've just picked up very little and there's a desire to look into it so if that person is too distracted to have the desire to look into it and my personal belief is if they were to they would be drawn into it mm. but it's just you have to take you have to look into it yeah. if they get too distracted and end up living their life as um, let's say an atheist would live your life to the max you just because this yeah the, the western civilization has so much scope for you to just get invested in this life this life is all it is make as much as you can live as big as you can because there's nothing else after you only live once yeah. that's the distraction <laughs> but I'm glad you brought that up because I think the reason why we're not as great as we could be is because we're too focused on this life in this dunya and it's a trap the of the day. dunya yeah yeah we're not thinking about the after. Afterlife. Afterlife. So it's, again, there's probably a lot to do with distractions. But at the same time, you can't just use that as an excuse. But also we need to remember, even those distractions, it's also the shaitan, which is the devil, implementing those to grow them as well. Example could be something that's distracting. Alcohol and drugs. It's... Well, they're growing let's say can you say sh- yeah shaitan is extremely patient that's the one thing i like, <laughs> admire or like has, i don't know what to say yeah crazy amounts of patience just plants patient. a little you, you would just have a little seed planted and then it grows and he is, he will come back in a month or year it will, it will grow that yeah. distraction that bad thing will grow on you I, I, that's why we need to stay educated and keep practicing yeah. and there's more inclination to that side you're more likely to get hooked on those kind of things when you remove religion out of your life when you have no moral compass Mm. when you take where you derive your morals from out of life and your main philosophy becomes um, 
one of materialism living your best life then so yeah. do you think he knows us in a way he knows that's that's his goal sorry what, what yeah gun? yeah literally. but do you think he knows like what our weak spots are and what i i don't personally think it's okay so the shaitan's one person mm. but i don't think he's involved in everybody's life he's not like at all places at once and stuff like that he's a person in that he's got little minions yeah, yeah i don't know just the same as angels or something yeah everybody has a like a, a shayateen that's with them um and you get kind of whisperings of sorts so it's not like the way it ha- it's weird because you have a good side and a bad side and you get it as thoughts in your mind mm. so you don't know if that what is that communication from them or is that just you thinking it how does it work yeah, but yeah, yeah. how does the whole um how, how are the semantics of it but at the end of the day that's what we're told that we have a shaitan um that's with us as well that gives us whisperings to do bad things so i guess practicing will be able to make it smaller and make our good side bigger in a way Mm. Uh, yeah I mean in effect basically but metaphorically yeah but what that is is you just you're remembering the de- uh, the deen a lot yeah, yeah, yeah exactly you're just living your life by a religion like so my understanding of it is that there are three types of levels in being a Muslim in Islam there's Muslim or no there's Islam sorry there's Islam where you believe in one God and you believe in the messenger Um, then there's Iman which is that and then belief in the afterlife belief in judgment day belief in the angels belief in all the other messengers and then what's inside like the actions as well and then there's I think it's Ihsan which is living your life as if you see god and if you don't see god you know that he sees you yeah. and you like every second of your life you're, you're just aware of it yeah like, you wouldn't do something bad if you know you're being judged at that very second on every action you know you're you always do. being watched you know you yeah and it's out of um respect as well like you wouldn't do something bad in front of your parents exactly those are just your parents this is the creator of all existence it's I guess because we're um, the, how how can I put it? Because it's not that common to think about religion in this type of way. You don't associate that respect to God that Mm. God would deserve. A lot of people wouldn't. That's the sad thing I see these days that I'm not judging anyone, of course, because I'm the same, but you say we're Muslim, but we don't show or implement the stuff which Muslims should be doing, for example. That's a big problem of in, in our community in the 21st century, that we're culturally Muslim. We're not, like, that's not our faith. It's our culture. Yeah, yeah we don't follow it like a religion. We follow it more like, oh, yeah, I'm Pakistani. Yeah, I'm Muslim. Yeah. But also, I am also one of these victims, but we tell ourselves we're waiting for a future for a better future and then we'll focus on Mus- Islam hmm. so we're like alright let me just pattern up do some stuff first and then when the, co- when the time comes I'll be ready and focus more on this theme 
to only know we don't know if we're gonna make it there that's true it's a big gamble yeah because i mean i can say that i'm also a victim of that i have a very same mentality where i think i'm gonna be ultra on my dean when i get older like it's just gonna come but to be honest i don't think that's how life works i, I can't imagine that you just go your life yeah. being or not giving importance to the religion to Islam and then just later on it happens it, it might happen for some people right but you obviously you don't know their intentions but if you're delaying it with the hopes that it's going to happen in the future it might not mm. you might just never come around to it that's a big gamble that's why that's why there's so many things in the Quran that says to remind yourself like for example visiting the um what do you call it? Graveyard. Mm -hmm. You get reminded that of death, death is is imminent. Yeah, it's the only thing that's guaranteed in life. That's inevitable. Death and taxes. So to be reminded of that should get you back on track to do and be what you should be doing. It's yeah. It's um. It's the job of being reminded. Well, first of all, giving it importance that you even think that it's true. I mean, I think a, a lot of people our age, from the age of 20 to 30, let's say, huge group of people, so I don't want to generalize, but I think they should just have a thought, like think how much importance they give to religion. Like, actually, go through that question in your mind and think, what is this religion? Is it for me? Am I like a am I being a cultural Muslim? Am I um is it something that I want to practice in the future? Is it something that just my family does? Um what do I actually think of it instead of just living their life? Entertain the thoughts, you know, see yeah. where it gets you. It could get you in a good place. Um to you think actually, yeah, what is this religion? I, let me look into it a little bit. You, you read something about it, you're interested, you look into it a bit further and then it, it's like a step that changes you. But yeah, because I've realised you find out the reverts tend to be more on Dean oh, than yeah. normal people who's grown up around the religion. Their whole because they life. fell in love with it. They, they For them, okay, yeah, they that's, found it. that's a good point. That's yeah. a good point. You can think of it like if you're born in a Western country in a family, I don't know, in like say the 80s, 90s, where our parents obviously they taught us the cultural aspects of religion they never really gave us the history yeah or, or why we should be doing this is just you should do this you should do this you should do this and this and this but why what's we weren't really given that um option knowledge yeah, yeah but you, mm, whereas these people had to look into the religion yeah. people that revert look into it themselves by their own choosing find it amazing and then say no actually i don't want to live a life of um doing anything i want to do. i want to restrict my life because i know that this is the right message and i'm doing it for god and life is a test we're just in by default born in that position yeah so grow being grown up from it and into it is just we're not as appreciative yeah because it just came to us as was born in it yeah, I guess that's right. But again, that that comes around to um, everybody having their own unique type of judgment because 
obviously our judgment will be different yeah. we're born in a religion we're in a society where it's um, there's no positive attributes associated to it in the media and in get society judged worse. <laughs> I know certain things you can't <laughs> say certain <laughs> things being a Muslim in, in London you yeah. can't say, or in England you can't say yeah being born in it like we had a bit more time and stuff to educate but well we didn't Obviously. Slowly. I mean, it's still. Also, I think it's still the fastest growing religion in the world. Something's going right somewhere. I think it's just a matter of time before people are educated on it in the way that's that they where, should be. That's, that's why I started with education because that's where it comes back to. It's it's so like crazy when you think of all the things that are in this book. It all goes back to like giving it the importance to look into it because. I don't know, we know a lot. We can Google anything that we want. We can fact check instantly. So reading the Quran and finding out bits where um, it mentions stuff that we know now, which would not have been possible to know back in the day. How does that work? Why does nobody talk about that? How is that not something like so, um, so grand, so amazing? But yeah, no, that's right. It's just like, yeah, whatever. Give us an example, because I love hearing those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, just let's the fact see that, if I can that, that it's just known that something's okay. going to happen. Okay. It's just okay, here's one example. Uh, a really beautiful one for me. I found quite amazing. So, the Quran talks about how the sun gives off light and that the moon um, is giving borrowed light or light off something it, like it doesn't have its own light yeah it's reflective light in the language that is used i don't know that language this is what i've just seen from yeah. i've heard from lectures and stuff but it was impossible for someone at that time to know that 1400 years ago absolutely impossible nobody can say actually well it can be derived at that time because this is a fairly okay not f recent as in like maybe last hundred years but a lot after that point yeah, definitely. did we realize that no the the earth rotates around the sun um, the sun gives off light to the moon the moon then reflects that light xyz so somebody explain that to me why does nobody nobody else think well i don't know and also you could say that some people are quite um is it ignorant that's the word skeptical Ignorant would just be yeah them not knowing about it and making and a judgment yeah and they don't want to know like, that's the kind of majority quite a few people unfortunately like that today once they've got their way it's their way there's yeah. no other way yeah like true. for example if you had a, a normal um Hyde Park corner mm -hmm. people want to conversate it's mm -hmm. a conversation to discuss in Christianity we do this in Islam we do this that's why it's nice over there because they actually have a discussion about it mm -hmm. they're not powering over anybody or saying no nah, this is right this is right you're not being close-minded yeah it. exactly yeah. but Literally. in again that's like well it's you could argue more difficult for them because that's what they've been taught whereas for us again like we've been born into this religion we take things for granted we know that there's yeah. another type side of life because we have you know religious things in our family we're a lot more religious than atheists or someone who just thinks this is of course by default we would be more religious more moral as well we think like yeah m getting money isn't everything happiness is important family like 
giving charity. But going back to the closed-minded point, I just realized that I do understand where they're coming from because when it does come to this religion, I'm very close-minded and this is kind of my religion because I found peace in there. I found mm -hmm. love. True. So to take me away from that wouldn't really make sense. So, yeah. yeah. And for them, it's, they found peace in that. They found yeah. happiness and contentment in that. Oh, so it's a bit... Yeah. can't leave. That's true. We're both yeah, on different sides. But as long as we just respect each other... 100%. To know that's what you're yeah. doing. You have conversations. Mm -hmm. That's the best thing. You just learn about each other's point of view yeah. that's, I'm sure that's what this yeah, is about exactly think bigger <laughs> exactly that's actually that's beautiful man to see that literally from two different like an imam and a priest imagine those two just having a conversation that is Oof. many beautiful. have but being able to still understand each other keeping it clean kind of thing <laughs> beautiful now, there should be tolerance mm -hmm. this is a religion of peace so isn't all religions of peace I'm glad you said that because like you said the other day how um, we've all got similar morals yeah so all, all, so all religions kind of promote the same morals they have different laws right they have religions so you can do this that. but the morals are the same be kind to your parents be good to your neighbor give charity and um, be honest be truthful do good don't hurt people this is all across the world so it, to me it kind of gives favor for there being such thing as religion because in the law of the jungle that wouldn't really be the case i don't know unless a, a, a psychologist or so i don't know what, yeah, no, no, exactly, what field exactly of study you need to know to be on be able to find out if or why people have inclinations to good morals even from so many thousands of years ago. Yeah, it goes back to like... I was in it so much more savage. Yeah. <laughs> like the animal kingdom. Yeah. And savagery. Kill or kill, kill or be, be killed. killed. Yeah. Out there. But luckily we not don't have to go through that kind of situation. We're beyond that, innit? So yeah, true. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Snap. We're not just animals. But it's weird because... It goes back to just not being educated because people portray this religion mm -hmm. to be, oh, they said in the Quran that we should kill and. Oh yeah, those are like crazy things, crazy they, assumptions. Those are literalist um, point of views, because it's in the religion, but you're just not looking into it deep enough, right? Because I was curious about these things. I was like, mm -hmm. how can somebody use the religion for some atrocities that they commit? It doesn't make sense. Like you're taught not to kill anyone. You're going around killing people. Those those two things are very contradictory. But if you look into the Quran, part of um, understanding it is you have to look at the verses in context. So everything that happened in Muhammad Sallallahu life is very well documented and very like, yeah, there's so many books about what he said um, the time and place because well literacy at the time wasn't very great but very quickly people understood how important this message was and they memorized the sayings and so on and so forth and then when people could they wrote it down so it's very well documented you need to look into um, where each verse was revealed and in what context it was revealed 
So what was happening at the time around our Prophet? Um, then what came down? Then what happened? How did the people at the time interpret it? How did he, he interpret it? What did he do? Um, then you can understand where, why does it say, oh, kill people or something like that. I don't even know where that comes from, to be honest. It's like that white guy trying to just say all this. What's the guy's name? He's just some dumb, evil guy. And he, I think he wrote a book about, he literally hates Muslims, in it? He hates Muslims. What, a British guy? Yeah, famous because Tommy, of it. Tommy Robbins? Yeah. Or? Is it him? I don't know. Plain white, like skin fade. Short hair. Yeah. And all the Muslims, like, I think he threw, yeah. Yeah, and I think threw, threw milkshake at him or something like that. Yeah, wait. Yeah, I think <laughs> For that was Tommy. him, like, it's, it's, it's crazy to try and portray the, to portray a religion to be that bad. Yeah. It's... And for this much people to follow it as well. I don't know what his intentions are. Maybe... Maybe it's not even about the religion, maybe it's about the fame that comes with being that kind of character. I don't know. Going against that much. Because, yeah, you, how can you have such a hatred towards a religion? If you look into it, right? Is he atheist? Maybe, probably. Because, um, yeah, if you, if you look into it, what have Muslims done? Right? All right, this is going to get a bit political. Okay, I don't... I do have some political views, but they're not extremists by any extent. Mm. I'm just saying... A lot of what's happening in the Arab world and in Muslim countries, some of it comes down to corruption and some of it comes down to outside intervention, which leads to more corruption. So it's a bit of a well, a bad situation because a lot of countries are struggling. They've had so many wars. So many people have been displaced. Um, the amount of people that have been killed is devastating. It's growing as well. But that's the kind of... Okay, so those things then lead to a person committing heinous crimes. Heinous crimes are being committed on them, right? You have some political parties within those countries who are going to war with other countries and whatever, right? They have disagreements. So many innocent people are being killed. It's not going to be from the government then some guy goes crazy and does like yeah, blows yeah. up a building or something stupid. It's from those people that are just being um, bad in the crossfire. Mm. What did they do wrong? Like they were just, did, their only crime was they were born there. Yeah. And they're going through all that. So it's somewhat understandable. Again, like I say, I don't condone any of their actions when they do something so um, horrific, but somewhat possible to understand where they're coming from. Right. They're just being killed. Their kids, mothers, yeah, fathers, sons. To get something brothers. out of them, some anger out of them. Yeah, there would be anger, and then fight back. so then you get manipulative people who go into areas like that and recruit, and then make, you know, these people do some bad things. Yeah. And, and also just say that it's like they're just making Muslims kind of bad, but there are bad people in every religion. Yeah, like in every, every every Muslims every good. walk of life, there's good and bad people. Exactly. Yeah, so these people... So they can't make just one Muslim doing one bad thing. Oh, the whole religion is bad. Exactly. And it's not even the religion. Like, the religion yeah, yeah, yeah. at nowhere, <laughs> no point says that you need to do these things. It's a religion of peace and tolerance. Like, I th okay, so kill them where they stand or something like that, which is the controversial line that they take from 
um, the Quran and say, oh yeah, look, it says kill them and the kuffar and all that. Yeah. I think, now you have to look into this yourself, but I think it's when Rasulullah was going into Makkah after um, getting like this large army from Medina. It, you know, you should look into his life, his biography. I think I find it very interesting and it will help you in your path to the deen as well. Um, to understand who this person was It's actually Well You know how we look up to celebrities Right They're just Yeah they're famous because they've, they have some sort of talent In some niche Whereas This man Was the greatest of all creation If you actually look into his biography Right Every Characteristic that you would imagine is good He had In abundance I don't think there's a negative thing he did in his life if you look into his biography, yeah. it's beautiful. All inspiring, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's beautiful. Wow. That's but okay, to... so um, back to the um, yeah. He goes from Medina to Mecca with this huge army. Um, originally, he was kicked out of Mecca, which was his like hometown, um, because he was preaching the religion. He went to another city, made like a got a bit of a gathering. Then went back to the city with a huge army and the people in Mecca just surrendered, basically. Sure. And um, so he walks in. Um, he wasn't boasty about it at all by any means. He was very humble, respectful, walked with his head like facing down, walked in and just um, obviously the other people surrendered. He could have, I guess, in that in in that instance with the Tommy Robinson narrative or the evil protagonist narrative, that he could have killed them all. Like he, they just surrendered. If you're an evil man, kill them, take back the city. Yeah. Right. But no, he was merciful. He didn't um, say to kill anyone. I think. Um, how did it go? They asked him, "What will you do with us today?" And he says. Um, so Prophet Yusuf alayhi salam, When That's another story in itself You're going to have to look into that But he, then Rasulullah sallam, says um, I will say to you What Yusuf said back then Which was To his brothers What he said back then Which was Then Yusuf alayhi salam, Said something um, like n something to do with the lines of no revenge. Ugh, it's just my mind is a bit foggy. I don't have good memory at the best of times. Yeah. <laughs> um, we will, we will, but yeah, it was it was a good it was a moral gesture, a good of good characteristics, and um, our prophet done the same. Where and this is a time of war. You've just um, these people have been killing um, and pillaging your your caravans and killing your people and all that kind of stuff. They're at war with you. You've now conquered them. You're taking the moral high, high ground You're being He was just a naturally good character yeah. So he was really Just in that instance I guess we just need to learn More of his story then isn't it? Yeah Learning his biography Is Really mind opening What did they say about him Is it We have to like Follow everything he does Or Okay I understand he's the last prophet And one of the best But The best should, Yeah So Hmm His Everything that he does that we would follow would be called the sunnah um, that's doing what he did 
So it's the sunnah of the Prophet. What? It's copying his actions. Any action that he did, if we copy it, it will be. Sunnah. Yeah, it will, yeah. Um, it's a, a sunnah, and you. it is a good deed because yeah, you're doing it. It's something the Prophet done, yeah. Exactly. Oh, and you can only do those actions once you understand what he done, and understanding why he did it makes it more. I think that's what we need to educate ourselves more on though is the why part the why we're doing this the why we're doing that kind of thing people don't understand mm -hmm. so I think understanding it more will be able to implement it I guess understanding why we pray or understanding why we do this will be, will be more willing to do it I guess yeah in a kind of way yeah and um, yeah, giving, giving the religion a try I mean for those of us that are out there who are Muslim and living a casual life give it a try you know if you listen to this and you actually you're on the fence give it a try what, what have you got to lose if you don't find it interesting and you find the life that you're living more appealing to you then live it but at least you tried mm. you never know you might just get hooked and which is yeah, oh man inshallah but also it's like the patience part which people don't have it's like how long are they going to try for let's say they're currently in depression or something like that and then they try this religion they try for or they do one prayer or something and then they're still in the same position position and then they're like oh this ain't working no more so, so yeah i okay like that. i don't think well doing actions also helps right but learning about why you're doing those actions and the religion itself because people don't know the religion they don't know who our prophet was they don't know what he did they don't know um where he was born what was the name of his parents how did he live his life because at the end of the day it is hard you have to give up certain things in this life in exchange for something that you have no means to verify is true no actual logical mathematical whatever scientific means to verify that this is 100 percent the truth yeah. It does require that leap of faith um, But the more knowledge you obtain The easier that leap of faith becomes Because it's, I think it's quite satisfying I think if a person is looking into the religion into, into Islam With An open mind An open mind Honest intentions And just wants to understand what the religion is about I think you know, God changes their hearts yeah. Personally I think he will make their hearts soft and open To the religion If they're being sincere about it If they're, fi if they're trying to find faults They'll find faults Of course It's what your intentions are You will get from the book Of course That's why we should go into everything With open minds to be honest Yeah Just understanding that Other side of it Oh, okay I guess if we practice And learn more We mm -hmm. fall closer and Learn more that it's real Mm-hmm but then to it's like a gamble we find it looking at well from my perspective I find okay. it a gamble that, that's true because I'm not 100% that is true so let me yet. Let, let me give yet. you a, an analogy I think I heard this from Mufti Mink so this is a great scholar he's a cool guy yeah, um, shout out. I heard this, this shout out <laughs> to Mufti Mink um, I heard this from him he said he was on a plane or he speaks of an analogy of being on a plane um, and going to another country and let's say there's been a nuclear explosion over there and you need a hazmat suit so you're on the plane would you rather have a hazmat suit go there or not have a hazmat suit and take the risk you hear this you hear news of 
um, a nuclear explosion or some sort of radioactiveness in that area. So do you wear a, a preventative suit or not? I'll wear it. Or take it with you. I'll okay, not wear it. it. Let's yeah, say yeah, yeah. you're on the plane, you're carrying it with you. It's hassle to carry it with you on the plane and to get there for something that might not even be true, right? But at the end of the day, if it is true, you've survived and the other person's died. So it's going but back it, to the point of risk. If it isn't true, you took the suit. All right, cool. It was a little bit of a hassle to take it across. It, you know, you had to... Um, oh, okay. I'm comparing it to being a Muslim now. Yeah. Okay, okay, that was not a good analogy for no, me. No, it is. It no, was. but what, I did not portray it properly. He, you should listen to what he says. It's so much more beautiful. He says it's a, it in, was. In I a saw where you're coming from, but the thing is, it's not. It's not a suit. It's a life. Okay, so it's a whole time, a whole lifetime. That's true. And if you live, if you live your life by Islam, you would have been a good person, and you would have affected people's lives in a positive manner, right? That you might not have achieved the most money. You might not have become the richest the most famous the most outlandish xyz but you've lived a moral life which by some people's standards is a good thing right and you've attained jannah you've attained eternal paradise which really should not be um uh undervalued but or you lived like a, a really materialistic life got as much money as you can probably if not intentionally but unintentionally hurt quite a few people along the way because just happens and these kind of things and you don't feel any remorse and you die either it was all for nothing and you had a little bit more pleasure than the guy who was living his life morally yeah. or there is something and you messed up like the kind of regret that a person would feel if they lived their life how they wanted and they find out that there's a heaven and hell I don't want to be that person, man. Yeah. That's the kind of regret that's undescribable. That was a good analogy, literally. So, yeah, which um, you're giving up living a very extravagant life versus a moral life. And if that reward is, in your mind, enough to satisfy the possibility of heaven and hell, eternal reward, eternal damnation, X, Y, Z, then you do it. I personally, that's too much of a risk for me. <laughs> yeah. If there is a heaven and hell, that's way too risky. I think I can achieve both. There's a fine line. You can you can achieve both. That's what they want it's in a way as well. That's what yeah. we can have. We don't need to just focus completely on. So in the deen. in yeah, we can in, also focus on well, not focus on, but have an even amount of both. Yeah. In it, well, you have to yeah, you have to give a balance. balance. There, always has to, to say, <laughs> there has to be a perfect balance between balance. Deen and dunya. You can't give one over preference. The uh, you can't prioritize one over the other too much. Sometimes one, sometimes the other. You're always going to fluctuate because that's what life is. Sometimes you're you forget about the Deen a little bit. Sometimes you're L Ramadan. <laughs> Prime example when Ramadan comes first yeah, first week weird. is like max level we're Deen. Gassed. <laughs> yeah, it's super gassed. We're just praying and fasting. Then it oh. Slowly goes down, down, and down by the end of Ramadan. It's a marathon, but the thing is, it's it's very sincere how our intentions are to do well, right? I think if you keep doing that enough, there will be a time where it sticks. It only takes a little. Well, it takes nothing for Allah to feel mercy on us and 
just change your your point of view because yeah. you're supposed to the thought in Islam is you don't do anything good except it being a mercy on you so God has God has been merciful to you and he's allowed you to do something good therefore you've done something good so it's a benefit to you but it's through his permission and through his permission, your thought can go from being lazy to super motivated all the time. Like you can have a little click in your heart yeah. and it just happens. Some people fall into the religion like that. Something happens in their life. It might be like a near-death experience. It might be um, something else spiritual that happened in life. And they proper jump on the dean. They're like, whoa, something, it, it just clicked inside me. You realise this is like the right way or right thing to do things. But that's a lottery ticket and... Way too risky of a gamble Which also is unfortunate Which we're waiting for as well You could say We're yeah, waiting you, for that click If you're waiting for that click That's like playing the lottery It's going to take a lot isn't it? <laughs> no, no. It's be a Imagine playing night. the lottery oh, And yeah. not buying a ticket Because you're not oh, even looking yeah, into it Exactly If you look into it The click might happen Alright If you don't look into it You're never going to win the lottery That click's not going to happen but going back well, to the increases the chances, God's yeah. merciful thing, uh-huh. I think we should just touch up more on that beautiful kind of knowing that he is very, very forgiving. Okay, so there's an analogy I've heard um, in Islam where it says, or well, I've heard this in it of Islam, where it says, out of, out of God's infinite mercy, well, this might be, Mathematically contradictory, but out of God's infinite mercy, or have like yeah, His mercy, He has only let one percent of it, or He's only given one percent of His mercy in this dunya. So, like, it's, let's say in this dimension, let's think multi-dimensionally. God is in another dimension, above dimensions. In our dimension on Earth, He's given one one hundredth of His mercy. So everything that you see in this world, that a merciful act that happens, a mother giving birth to her baby and loving that baby unconditionally, times by all the mothers in the world, yeah. times by all the animals, and that's just a mother, then every other type of mercy that you can possibly imagine occurring in existence yeah. from the beginning of time to the end is one, one hundredth oh. of the mercy that God has given humanity and he's held the other 99 for the day of judgment for the time where that mercy will be necessary because we could do as much good deeds as possible in life but you're only going to get to heaven through god's mercy it's not going to be oh look see i've done this so i qualify mm. nah, nah this nah it, oh. it doesn't work like that it has to be through god's mercy yeah let's not get this Let's hope this doesn't but get to your I'm head and think that. Yeah, I'm gonna pray for God's merciful at the end. Yeah, that you can just do mad things. It doesn't work that way, but no, I understand that. And of course, it's it's about intentions, and then you have to, if you're bringing that side of it, his mercy, then you also bring his judgment and how he's perfectly just. Like one of the reasons I believe in this religion itself is the world is unjust. There's no denying that the world's unjust. A man can commit genocide. And kill a million people and affect m- hundreds and millions of lives but he can only die one death right how's that fair that is not even in the slightest sense fair mm-hmm. and 
I mean, if you believe that everything happened by chance, then cool, fair enough, whatever. But in from our point of view, it's like that's not fair. There has to be a type of justice. All of this can't be created pointlessly. There has to be some sort of meaning behind it. And if there is meaning behind it, there will be perfect justice. And this person will suffer for his crimes in the afterlife. And that just that level of justice, the the degrees of it and how um, everybody will be judged accordingly and so on and so forth. It's just one of the things that leads me to the faith, I guess. Back to believing. Yeah, there just has to be. It has to happen. Yeah. It can't just not work that way. Yeah. Because then that's not fair. And the, these kind of morals, I don't know, uh, characteristics we have as well. We have... We like justice to happen. We don't like injustice. We want some justice in a way. Because they know the world's unfair, isn't it? Mm. The world is, yeah, exactly. It's known that the world's unfair, man. You have to believe in justice. Yeah. It's not going to happen in this life. It will happen in its entirety in the other life. Because I just learned the actual meaning of dunya, how it means like a lower life. And how it's like a lower kind of world for what we, for the afterlife. So, yeah, it's we've been created in labor. This life is supposed to be laborious, supposed to be hard. Our entire life, we're hard working. You know, there's the struggle of the dunya, like you yeah. would say, isn't it? Um, Once you know that as well, it just gives you a bit more ease to know that it's okay to have hardship as well. Yeah, hard times. Like, yeah, life is not going to be hard. Because it's designed that way. That's, that's a myth. Sold to you by people, man. Life is what? not gonna be hunky dory. Every, oh, yeah. you, from the richest man on the earth to the poorest man on the earth, doesn't matter where your location is. You will go through good times and bad times. That is the ups and downs of life. Mm-hmm. It's how you react to those situations which determines. No one has a perfect life, basically. Yeah. No one can have a perfect life. You can't. Yeah, be there, there's no such thing as a perfect life. It's meant to be a struggle. It's a test. It's not an easy test. Mm. Like, otherwise, what's the point of taking the test yeah. if it's easy? There's no point. This is the test of life. Damn. <laughs> like, forget A-levels. <laughs> I'm so glad you brought this up. Oh, I was crying when I failed my GCSEs. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh man, we take it too seriously. And I don't know what to say because we should take it seriously. But at the same time, this life is so much more bigger than studies. Yeah, you know what I mean, oh well, you can get carried away, because education is good. Okay, all right. So, in my twenty-six years, this is what I've learned. That, to me, well, at least, there are three types of knowledge. There's knowledge for money, wealth, or some sort, something that helps you in any t- type of materialistic fashion. So. Helps you get a better car, helps you in a job, education. This is, yeah, education will come into this. Because yeah. really it's for um, getting a good job, having a lot of money, X, Y, Z. That's your what, living standards. Yeah, that's what school's for, to increase your living standards. Um, well, that's how people see it. One. Two, pleasure. So that's just, Games. maybe you could say useless knowledge. Like knowledge <laughs> that doesn't really benefit you, it's just for entertainment. Yeah. Like I know so much stuff about cars. It's ridiculous. Prices <laughs> of different cars. Completely useless to yeah, me, really. Yeah, yeah. Pleasure. But, yeah, it's just pleasure. It's just, I like it. knowing that. 
And three, knowledge that's used for self-improvement, whether that's mental, physical, um, behavioral, characteristic-wise. Morality. Any type, yeah, so morals, religion, yeah, religion will be in that category. Religion will be in that category. Um, yeah. So that type of knowledge for self-improvement. Because it, it improves an aspect of your life. Yeah. Any aspect out of the infinite aspects that they are, they improve some sort of aspect of your life. So those are the three categories. And money is pretty self-explanatory. And because people are doing it's people are doing one of the three things at all times. They're either, you know, entertaining themselves out of, you know, pleasure or whatever. Yeah. Uh, or trying to achieve more wealth. Or something in this world or trying to improve themselves that's the three things or then you're spending time yeah. with someone else but if you're when you're by yourself doing something for yourself is one of the three things to me yeah. so do you, is it okay for them to take it so seriously in a way how do you mean to go to the extent of 24 7 revising for the test I guess it goes back to balance though kind of just so are we what, what kind of tests are we talking about here are we talking about the, test the exams level? test GCSEs A levels we're talking about GCSEs yeah because we focused on them obviously okay, majority yeah. of our time so I guess in yeah in the knowledge that's taught to you by the education system one is given way too much priority over the other two yeah pleasure you can just kind of throw away because you know that's pleasure you'll do that on your own time anyway um, but out of self-improvement and materialistic goals, materialistic goals are given a way more priority. Fortunately, yeah. I mean, all we get is PE. But since we're talking about GCSEs, yeah. I guess we could touch on being a father to a child. Okay. How My is it going to be when it comes to raising your child in this society and this educational system, for example? In, okay. Touching up a little bit, a bit about sex education because unfortunately that's a huge factor which is going on right now alright so let's let's come back to sex education but just generally um, with yeah I'm a dad I'm yeah. a <laughs> um, I, I have given it quite a bit of thought to be honest because it is something that's important to me um, what kind of knowledge he attains I find it quite honest I'm very lucky in that I have some sort of inclination to I, I like learning I actually do find it interesting. So I know some people, they enjoy just the pleasure parts, but I genuinely enjoy learning something new, mm-hmm. whether it be beneficial financially or beneficial um, for myself, spiritually or any other way. I just like learning new things. Yeah. It's interesting. It's yeah, it's just fun somewhat. <laughs> um, but I was given too much focus to the materialistic aspect. And I, I, I don't think it helped me that much. It really didn't. Why did learning algebra and maths and calculus and all that kind of stuff help me? Guess maybe it kind of it was like a workout for my mind yeah. to help me think bigger, but it didn't really give me that kind of um, bigger thinking. Yeah. Whereas subjects like sociology, psychology, they they're quite yeah. good. Very Humanities, they're quite good. Economics. Yeah. Understanding behavior and all those kind of topics, those, which make you think bigger in it and that's understand why, more. That's why those topics are really. Um, popular um, yeah but I'd like to give my child I don't want to force him too much down the education route I know a lot of people my definitely my parents were like you have to get a good degree you have to go to university you have to get good grades you have to do this 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 try to 
feed the well try to nurture i guess the thirst for knowledge if you can nurture the thirst for knowledge all they need to do then is choose a direction but you let them choose a direction they just have to have the tools which in this case are the thirst for wanting more knowledge if they choose to do something materialistically they'll learn i don't know be good at aeronautical engineering of some sorts as my dad says um and that could be great but just focus on something but fall in love with it mm. enjoy doing it right doesn't matter what it is it doesn't have to be a nine to five job it can literally be anything you just have to have the ability to want to improve on it keep wanting to go in and in and in get bigger better literally, yeah. yeah learn more things around it ends up benefiting you in some way yeah but touching on having a child in this mm -hmm. society though mm -hmm. oh yeah obviously he's gonna he's gonna have to go through gonna have to go through the educational system yeah when would you want him to focus on religion or how would you portray it onto him because these days it's quite okay. forced so unfortunately yeah no that's true it's it's uh, it's done from an educational standpoint somewhat so like the typical method I'd imagine is, you know, you send your kid to school and then you send your kid to Islamic school and then he learns about Islam and he learns about normal mm. topics. But although, I don't know, I think I have to be the change. That's an example. You have to, 100%. For my child to achieve the kind of ambitions that I have, I want him to achieve, right? I have to be the example, which is hard. But it's also a motivating factor. It's it's really motivating that knowing someone's looking up to you yeah. and will portray whatever you do. And my life, okay, my life is somewhat a failure or here and there, right? I can't let someone else's life be a failure because of me, also. And that, especially when that's your son yeah. or daughter, it's Damn. too much of a risk. So I ha yeah, I have to be the change. I'm gonna um, show the religious aspects of the. No I want to give him the knowledge of Islam. Not necessarily, yeah, from a school. I want him focus to see from me from you, pray. not more from what outside showing it has to be. Yeah, I, I might sound a bit cheesy or whatever, corny, but eh, I don't care. Um, I want to be the role model for my child. Yeah, 100%. But that requires a lot of hard work, like so much hard work. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's crazy to think of even, but if that doesn't motivate me, then what else would it really? <laughs> yeah. Gives, more, gives you more purpose in a way. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. So you'll say Damn. that for the future, it's going to be a lot harder. Of course. Well, it's... So, at the moment, it's... Hmm. Because the devil's always as in as works. He's probably five steps ahead. It's seen as a good thing, isn't it? That's that. What are we talking about here? That it's, it's getting harder as we move forward in life. That our kids might have it harder than us, and then their oh, kids. Oh, to will. be Muslim, yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Because obviously the devil's works. I have. N that's yeah, why it's so much more important. Like we kind of, we were the last generation, I think, that could have autopiloted throughout life in terms of religion. Yeah. Like we didn't necessarily have to look into it too much, but it's kind of here and there in the background for our parents who yeah. are doing it somewhat. And then the next generation okay. does it a bit less, and then the next generation does it a bit less, and then eventually it will go away. That's kind of like the trend that seems to be happening. There are some hadith uh, which 
you know, give a general trend sort of of what kind of things are going to happen and what kind of behaviors are going to happen, uh, become more prevalent and so on and so forth. Um, yeah, there are some sort of, um, not in the Quran though, not explicitly in the Quran, but you can derive through hadith that um, they say, okay, at the time of the jail, right, life will be very difficult. It will be a huge test, right? And we are quite close to that time. And it's not going to happen instantly. There will be a progression of things which lead to that. And we're on one step of that progression. I think quite high up personally, because so many years have passed 1400. And supposedly, well, it's not supposedly, it's said um, that our Prophet and Judgment Day were um, were sent down like pretty much hand in hand, one next to the other. So after one, then the other one is almost Im- imminent, not even almost imminent. Mm. So we're somewhat waiting for something to happen and things are kind of progressing in that fashion. It will be difficult. It will be, yeah, it will, it will get more difficult before it gets better, I think. I guess that goes back to the point of my child will have more struggle. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. But the point of this religion being said that we should learn, implement, or learn, understand, implement, and then share. For once we share, we'll be able to spread. Okay, so is learn. that kind of like the point or purpose? What, what were your What was your ladder again? So we learn the religion, uh-huh. understand it, learn, understand, implement, implement, and then be able to share. Yeah. Which that's, is the whole point. That's true. So not everybody implements and share. Well, implements and then shares. But to share is definitely a good thing. But to right? share about implementing is that is that is sharing is the art of dawah. That's what people. That's why people do dawah. That's why people go to speakers corner like, yeah. um, brother like Muhammad Hijab. I don't know if you've seen any of his videos. Big Egyptian guy, but he he does dawah and a lot of people. I guess you're trying to just get them to question their existence you know because in this day and age we're so distracted that nobody even thinks about it nobody cares about it so if you're getting them to think about it and having discussions with them it leads to the possibility that they might turn you leave that to them Mm, you just give them the never we never force anything upon them all All you do is you open the door for them and say hey well you're welcome (laughs) come have a conversation try to understand yeah that you're supposed to promote that. Mm. Some people, so I've heard stories where, um, okay, uh, this guy, uh, Muslim brother, at a gym, right? Um, and he's obviously there working out, all that. There's a personal trainer girl, you know how, like, they're wearing their spandex and like body hugging clothing, yeah. and her job can sometimes be somewhat provocative and obviously she knows that when guys are there all those like proper bodybuilding types working out and there's a girl that's walking past and leggings and stuff they're gonna slip a look yeah right but this guy who's a muslim brother never did she would have a conversation with him and he would just look away like he wouldn't be staring at her right in that in that manner and he would just try purposely she would pop up like 
at different time, um, different yeah. times when he's doing an exercise. So he kind of has to look straight at yeah. her where his head is, and then he'll just look the other way and be like, because he doesn't want to. Um, yeah, he, we he shouldn't do that anyway. He doesn't want to like look at her and objectify her in his eyes, or what he feels like he'll be looking at her in that way. You get me? That action or that type of modesty that he was showing, right, led to her asking him, "Hey, why is it that you know?" You don't really look at me in that way. Like, how, how, why are you always trying to avoid eye contact? Yeah. Why are you always just trying to look away? What's the deal? So he said, hey, look, in my religion, um, I'm taught not to objectify women. And if I feel like looking at you is going to make me think, or, or just, do you know what I mean? It's not like everyone's a perv. Yeah. I'm not coming with that um, pre-assumption. I'm just saying that those kind of thoughts can occur in your mind. And really, generally, if you're speaking, if you ask guys, and a girl walks past them, the vast, vast majority are going to look and they're going to think, hmm, just that thought of him. Yeah. He wants to avoid that. And so he said his story to her and she was really amazed by that character. One character, one, oh, sorry, one characteristic intrigued her. He didn't even have to preach. Yeah. He just had to be a good Muslim. Set an example. Exactly, and that character itself draws people in. So yeah, you're encouraged to implement implementing is very important and then let the rest just do the work kind of thing yeah, let the some, sharing just somewhat it will do itself and then other people will ask you i think if you're implementing it well good things will happen yeah, that's beautiful so it's weird because in a way we all have faith for example i'll kind of die for my god if i knew my god was telling me to although we would don't you? here's the thing if would you if Would I knew it was him Okay now here, here, here It's just that questioning part of knowing Here's the thing right Okay So If you read the Quran You're told of stories where Blatant miracles Right Were given to people Blatant miracles have occurred um, And people have still disbelieved For example Ibrahim alayhi salam um, Abraham uh, Was Thrown into fire Right he sits in the fire He walks out of the fire He's alive But people still choose not to believe Right Actually That's a very very long time ago Ibrahim But if you even look at our Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi You look at How how does the Quran know The things that it does how, how, how does it mention the things that it does Which we only Came to realise a hundred years ago, say embryology and um, how a sperm cell impregnates an egg, which becomes something, which becomes something else, and then bones and flesh of the bones and so on. Like all of that, how is that known from where it came? How can you explain that? Who can explain that? Nobody's really gone out there and said, oh yeah, it can be proven or it can be said because it's just a guess. If you're thinking from an Atheistic point of view But atheistic also involves science Yeah Okay so scientifically make me understand Or through a scientific perspective How How um, Someone can come up with that 1400 years ago how can you come up with something That's been discovered so recently 1400 years ago They say there's, there's elements of um, The Big Bang Which is a very very recent discovery in the Quran where it says that the heavens and the earth at one stage in time were together 
and then they were pulled apart which obviously it's not like that literally but it's that's just a um a summary of what's said yeah but that's a, kind of like the description of the big bang and you can through the words used interpret it in a way to you know coincide with the big bang which they do right yeah and, and how does a book from it's not even a book it's not fair to call it a book how does um this message come from 1400 years ago things about honey and its antiseptic yeah. um that's a good one uh, how antiseptic it is and how good it is yeah how good it is for you i mean you could have used honey as a plaster before plasters were invented it would be it's nature's plaster you could say mm. uh, there's so many of these things there's but i would consider them miracles because you could, there's no other way of explaining it but you can be given a miracle and still not understand. Okay, so you're going back to the miracles of how it is a miracle. Yeah. Well, because I guess we knew before, yeah, before it could even be proven. Yeah. Although, yeah. So yeah, that makes sense as being a miracle. So I don't know how to. Well, I guess I do know some way how to battle that, which is learning about the dean. The more you learn about it, the more it benefits your character, and the more you're constantly reminded of it. It's the idea of Ihsan where you're living life, being conscious of God as often as possible. That's what you're doing through knowledge. You're learning and then you're conscious of God and you're finding out new things, blah, blah, blah. Eventually you will get to being conscious of God constantly. And always be reminding and always be feeling him kind of seeing you. And yeah, so in you know how in Buddhism there's like a enlightenment. Yeah. You get to enlightenment. In Islam, it would be Ihsan. Oh. That is like almost, that is enlightenment in that you're living your life with constant awareness of God. And so therefore you're not doing anything bad. Right? Everything at that stage then becomes a reward. So being, well, of course being kind is a reward anyway. But living your day-to-day -day life. Doing something materialistically even. You know, trying going to work and working hard. Yeah. Would be a benefit You will get reward for that I kid you not if you, Because if you, you've reached that level And your you intentions no, no no Because your intentions Are that oh. you're doing it Because of the moral compass That you have from God you. That's your intention Because yeah. God is judging you You have a contract with your employer You could be procrastinating Or you could be doing your work You're doing your work Even though your employer Is not going to find out because of your moral backbone, which comes from God, mm. right? So then that act becomes a reward for you. And so everything you do in your life becomes a reward because you're doing it with the prerequisite of thinking, you know, God's looking at me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, yeah. that's already, that's just how you, yeah, that's how you live your life. So everything then becomes a reward for you because you... So you still get tested, obviously. Oh, yeah. Tests will be very difficult. Um, tests, it's said that the more Iman you have The harder the test Because If you're A class A grade student You're going to get A hard You're going to be tested harder It's not fair that you'd be tested The same, same. as a C grade student yeah, exactly. There will be different levels of tests To test your level of Iman But The way we're told to see it is Every test Every struggle Every specific struggle That you get in your life Is an opportunity for you 
to do good and earn the rewards. Like that's why you're given. With tests. hardship comes ease. Yes, literally. Okay. There's that beautiful balance of scales where you do that hard work and you you strive out through the test and you get the reward in the end. Oh, that's sick. Where yeah, I heard I heard something from Hamza Yusuf. Um, he said, or he he is also saying that he heard from another scholar that beautiful are the um, lives of the believers. In hardship, they are patient, and so it's a reward for them because they're being patient. And in good times, they are grateful, which is a reward. So if you you're either in hardship or you're in um, good times, yeah. one or the other. If you're in hardship, you're being patient. You're being rewarded for that. If you're in good times and you're grateful, you're being rewarded for that. You're being rewarded. So it's a win-win situation. No, that's good because we we tend to see a lot of negative as well. But knowing that now, it's actually there's more positives from this. Yeah, you're not always being judged, oh. or you're not always being. Oh, it's hard to explain, but you do get deeds for doing your day to day in a way, like yeah. you said. Just being grateful is that kind of like a deed. Yeah, being, or being great, patient yeah. during hardship is being grateful is very important, and also yeah, patience is oh, the two that's very important. Good, that's good. That's sick. Because oh, we have this. <laughs> Yeah, if you yeah, if you're going through some uh, a certain uh, drama in your life, certain issues, say you're having a problem at work, you've been made redundant. How am I gonna make ends meet? And your patience through the struggle. Obviously, you're doing your level best to get out of it, right? You're doing what you have to do, but that patience is gonna be. Glad you said that though. That thought. Okay, I'm going through bad times, but Allah has what's best for me. Coming, yeah, coming mm, exactly. Always think good of God, but also, I do believe that the test that we are given is a lot easier than back in days from what the prophets were given because I believe oh, okay. we are so, a bit weaker, unfortunately. So, compared to the prophets, 100%, 100, 100%, 1000%, their tests were not on the same level yeah. as us normal. People. We're crying over phones and oh, like broken yeah. hearts and these people. But then, yeah, I mean, it comes with its own pros and cons because in this time and age, we have so many distractions. So you can just completely forget about the deen. Yeah. Whereas back in the day, you had almost no distractions. Life was, you just survive to eat. Once you've eaten, yeah, you're pretty much bored. I forgot what boredom feels like. <laughs> I kid you not, I haven't been bored in what? A year, probably, man. The only time I'm bored is my f- if my phone's out of juice <laughs> and I'm somewhere without a TV or something. Yeah. Boredom doesn't happen anymore. So when you're bored, you're forced in a situation to think. And so at least they have chances to reflect. Whereas Which no one is doing today. We okay. don't have any opportunity to reflect. That makes sense. That's the distractions, man. That's the beautiful way capitalist world works so many distractions you don't think about self-improvement that's why when i pray i'm at peace because there's you're just you're not even you're focused and you're just relaxed nothing is distracting you you're just Mm -hmm. there in that moment all this moment right now right here just feels at peace that's why i take my time as well because in a way oh yeah i think we get i learned yeah that was to be a very very important yeah when you know when you're a kid you're just like up, down, up, down, do an exercise, right? <laughs> Trying to get quick. through it as quick yeah, as possible. Yeah, yeah. But when you learn like what the purpose behind the salah is and how it's supposed to give you peace and like 
It's a form of meditation. It cuts you out of that life. Mm. You should hear like that white noise that you get from a TV. Just completely yeah, yeah, cut yourself yeah. out. You pray. You recharge spiritually. And then you go back to your life. And it will be the case where if you've done... Okay, so you've taken your time in your prayer. Try to understand what you're doing. The next few actions that you do after that prayer will be reflective because you're... Or will be good actions because you're... you're um, Conscious of God at the moment You just pray That's why it's, They're spaced out high. so evenly Well so nicely that You're always reminded That's why it's so important to pray yeah. That's one of the benefits of it Because I think I don't know where I heard this But I think Buddhism Has some sort of respect On our religion For the way we pray Because really? they think They know our prayer Is some sort of meditation mm-hmm. And because they're always meditating mm-hmm. They know that they oh, pre- these, yeah. yeah These guys are meditating as well There must be something good They about can that see the of. benefit Of the meditation Yeah That's sick to know as well Just getting that respect From other religions mm. Which we should all do To be honest I really want to f- I want that level of prayer I want to have that level of prayer Where You feel that recharge yeah. When you go down You bow yourself In front of God Head on the floor for God It's liberating in a sense Because you're not a slave To anything Except God you're not a slave to the latest trends, the latest tracks, money. Well, we are, but we shouldn't be. Well, when we're not praying, yeah, we <laughs> yeah, are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you want? I want the nicest car. I want this job. I want so this. Easily. I want to go watch that movie. I want to go here. I want blah, blah, blah. You just want, 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 want. Really, you're a slave to that thing that you want. You're a slave to your desires mm. versus being a slave to God who created you. Or you can see yeah, slave to the one who created me. That's what my dream is. Have you seen those um, prayer rooms? People have like a small room. Oh yeah. Oh, there's so and there's like Quran nice. books on yeah, the wall, yeah, and it's no, just for that. prayer. And oh, yeah, my. it's like a little masjid in your house, like a little box room. But <laughs> yeah, it's so it's sick. It's four Namaz, yeah. You go there, and read Quran, have little sofas on the oh, floor, uh, little it's cushions on the floor and stuff. Prayer, yeah, 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 meditation, relax. Hundred percent. I've seen that, man. Inshallah. That is the goal. Yeah. 